If you're curious, confused, or contemplating what to consider when thinking about having a baby, this podcast is for you. New Zealand registered dietitian and owner of Oh Goodness Nutrition, Hannah Erickson, uh, that's me, interviews a range of folks on their fertility journey. And I chat about the latest nutritional guidance to help support you and your future family as it grows. On the show this month, the focus has been all about egg health. Shortly, you'll meet Nikki, who shares her story of IVF and egg donation. For the really practical, what can I do to improve my egg health? There is confusion cutting info for you on both the Oh Goodness Nutrition blog and on our Instagram. There are links available for both of these in the show notes. And next month, we're going to focus on the other half of the important equation, sperm health. So stay tuned for that. you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks so much for taking time out of your evening to, to chat with me on this little show we've got going on. It's, it's a privilege to have you here. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about sort of your background, where you fit in? Okay, um, so I was born in, the U- uh, born in New Zealand but raised in um, the UK um, and we've lived back in New Zealand for uh, 13 years. I'm married to Kev and I have three children um, uh, who are uh, six, 13 and 14. My oldest was born in the UK. In fact, my, my, my eldest was two when we came and my middle child was eight months. Is that right? So tell them we're born over there. Well, that's going to make it interesting, isn't it? <laughs> It is, isn't it? They're going to go, aren't they? They're going to go and leave me, I think, when they get older. Um, but the, the, the six-year-old was born here. Well, with this podcast being about conception and all of the fun and not-so-fun things that can come along with that journey, you've got a very interesting story to tell in terms of, I suppose, the conception of your three chickens, your babies. Could you tell me briefly about the different ways in which your three children were conceived? So my first child was conceived um, through IVF. Um, she was the, I think we'd had two goes at IUI and we'd had some Clomid and then we had, yeah, three goes of IVF and she was created on the last go. And then my second child was conceived naturally when she was seven months old. So there's a very small gap between one and two, which at the time was very um, hard work. Um, There's 15 months between them. Years ago, I suppose, it just started to get easier once I got through the two babies stage. Um, And then my third, um, who is six, um, he was conceived through egg donation. I suppose they're three very different journeys. You've probably, you've done like a lifetime of conception journeys in, in one or even in like less than 10 years, you kind of hit it all, which is, I reckon that's probably quite rare. Have you met anyone else like you? Um, no, I've met quite a few people who um, had IVF and then conceived naturally. That seems to be something that does happen, um, you know, fairly frequently. But no, I don't think, even on my um, 
uh, on the forum, I'm on an egg donation forum. I I can't recall anybody who's had all, you know, IVF, natural and egg donation. They must be out there, but I I probably haven't connected with them. So how long from, I suppose, deciding that you wanted to have children with Kev, how long did it take for you perhaps, you know, get your first bubs? Like how long was that? Probably two years. Yes, I had um, Edie when I was 38 um, and we started trying for a baby when I was 36. So, yeah, quite a long time. But I knew, I suppose, after a year, um, I was because I was 36, I thought, look, you know, we can't really be hanging around too long here. So I we went to see um, a specialist and that's when everything kind of started to, you know, click into place with um, procedures and treatments. And it was pretty grim, really. It was hard work, I remember. I don't think they thought I needed IVF at the beginning. I suppose nobody generally starts with IVF. There's usually a process, but... Um, because of my age, yes. um, I was quite a poor responder to the to the drugs. So I suppose it became pretty clear um, after a few months that I was going to need some kind of help. Um, and with my first two cycles, I only made two right. embryos per cycle. So yeah, that was pretty <laughs> pretty hard. Do you go through all of, you know, the the hormones and, and all that waiting and then you get the harvesting and then you're like, only two. <laughs> yeah, only two. And I think I cycled, I think one of um, uh, Keb's best friend's wives was also going through it at the same time and she was producing. I, I think she got pregnant on her first go. I think like 12 eggs, you know, six embryos. I know. I remember just feeling very despondent really like you know it was never going to happen yeah yes that's a very understandable reaction (laughs) yeah yeah I was really I remember being quite uh I don't know just went through quite a dark time you know quite a negative thoughts about me but also very jealous of other people which is very hard I think sometimes to to reconcile yourself but um you can't help it I I remember thinking I I, it's there I can't do anything about it okay I hear you I think that is the experience of so many women well done articulating that and you know there's no blame there you're not blaming yourself for for feeling what you felt because I think in many ways it's completely legitimate here you are you know wanting something and and another person just seems to have it so darn easy yes (laughs) yes and and people would uh, friends would get pregnant and just that feeling in the pit of your stomach, you know, when the announcements, or they wouldn't tell me because they knew, you know, that I was on that journey and they, it kind of spoiled it from all angles, really, you know. Yeah, I was pleased for them in lots of ways, but I just desperately wanted it for me. Right, you can be yeah. pleased for someone and, and desperately want it for yourself. Yes. In terms of, I'm just going to focus on the IVF for a wee bit. So that was a, a kind of two-year journey. And in that process, did you get any ideas about your lifestyle, perhaps 
or maybe I need to change certain things about my exercise or my diet or my sleep. I mean, was there anything that you thought, actually, I want to get the best baby out of this. I need to change some things. Um, Yes. I think I just really, I mean, I took all my prenatal vitamins and, you know, I, um, I think I went to see my GP and I just made sure I was immune to rubella. And as a nurse, I kind of, and a, an ex midwife you know I haven't practiced for many years but I was aware of those practical things I needed to do diet wise we we were eating pretty healthily um I probably upped my fitness a little bit um just so that I felt in the best possible health um you know if I did get pregnant and on the forums um I remember there was lots of talk about (laughs) Um, Brazil nuts and pineapple, yes. pineapple core. <laughs> I remember that. And everybody was just, you know, going out and buying all these pineapples and Brazil nuts. Um, so I thought, right, I, you know, what have I got to lose? Yeah. So I, I kind of got on board with all that. Um, did I take some CQ? 10 what the um, vitamin vitamin q qccq i can't remember what it was called but i took some of that um yeah so i just i really did try and ensure that i was as healthy as i as i possibly could be and so you mentioned forums i imagine that's where a lot of mamas went or still go to get support and a bit of information were there other places that you frequented in the UK, there was a, a lady called Zeta West, um, who was, um, she was very um, big on nutrition. And then I didn't actually do a, a consult with her, but a lot of people used to post about her, um, you know, what she recommended. And she was quite into relaxation. Um, but yeah, Zeta West, she her name came up a lot. So I suppose I took quite a lot from her. But I can't think of any other... At the time, um, I don't remember really knowing perhaps where to look apart from, you know, I had leaflets from when I was a midwife about nutrition, but they were mainly focusing on what not to eat when you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what you want to hear when you're trying to conceive, is it? No, no. (laughs) So I think maybe I didn't really find a lot of places that were so helpful at the time but it was you know she's she's 14 so it was quite a while ago mums everywhere you know are looking for answers and so to know places where they can go and to have experts that can help them sort of decipher fact from fiction you know can always be helpful so yes so how was it different if you don't mind I'm going to skip over the natural conception just a wee bit you probably didn't plan for that one so much well I was told the chances of me having um and a baby naturally were like minuscule yeah because I'd had such my hormones were just kind of on the decline there was all these negative things so to be honest Edie was the result of only two eggs we made one embryo um so I was I felt like I'd won the lottery really in order you know to to actually get a healthy baby at the end of that was just I mean, I think even the the clinic were very shocked. I think I was in their newsletter, actually. I think I was. So the odds were so firmly stacked against me. Um, So 
I suppose, yeah, we weren't really thinking we would be able to have, you know, another baby. So it was, yeah, just a huge shock, a lovely shock, though. Yeah. What a, that is the best kind of shock. I know, I know. It was fab. Yeah. It's amazing. So then you decided to have a third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah. what were we talking, seven, eight, six, seven, eight years? How long later? Oh, in between them, in between my second and third, there's six and a half years. Yeah. But in that time, um, I did um, conceive twice, um, two more times naturally, but I had a miscarriage on both occasions. So I was kind of 40 and 41. I suppose my body was telling me it just you know, it wasn't going to happen. And I, I just realised I couldn't keep putting myself through that, you know, devastating situation. So I then looked at egg donation. Oh, and, and it's good that, I mean, you thought, obviously you and Kev decided you didn't want to end on the note of miscarriage and having another baby was really important to you both. It's funny because we've just been chatting about this. It took quite a lot of persuading to get him on board just felt like there was a hole somewhere you know I just it just it was I I I remember I had counseling I um, went on antidepressants for six months I did loads of exercise I took on more days at work I I really tried to push that yearning away um and it just wouldn't go away. It just, I don't know. It was, it's, yeah, very kind of primal feeling, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I think he gradually, I, I, I kind of over the course of probably two years, really, you know, managed to kind of get him on board. Um, I think he thought, you know, we've got a boy we've got a girl you know life is fine but I, I didn't so it did take a while yeah and he came around <laughs> he did yeah he did <laughs> goodness and yeah. he wouldn't regret it now yeah wow so can you tell me a bit about your I suppose egg donation journey then like I have not experienced it myself I don't have really any other friends that have so what was it like um so once he you know once we kind of decided to look for a donor I suppose in that two years I'd kind of you know been looking but you know not been able to necessarily act so I kind of you know I was quite well prepared for um where to look my sister at one point did say she may be okay to donate, but then she um, got pregnant with her third child. And it, it was probably too close, really. You know, and I, I'm very grateful now that we probably didn't go down that road. Um, I think it would have been fine, but maybe the road I've gone down is less emotional and less complex than having your sister's egg so that was kind of uh that that didn't happen um so I had looked in New Zealand um and the clinics you could put your name down and uh it was quite a long drawn out process with no guarantees 
Um, but I'd done quite a lot of research and I'd found um, this fabulous um, uh, website um, called um, Egg Donation Australia. And I just went on there and you could just put your little bio on there. So I just kind of introduced myself. It had not been too long since I'd had my second miscarriage. I think I just was very honest and basically put it out there. Um, And normally, um, from what I've gathered on this site, it can take, you know, months, months to to find some way. You're not allowed um, to approach a donor because it's obviously, I don't know, it would just feel pressurised probably. Um, but I just put my story out and within, I think, two days, the most fantastic woman um, came back and said, hey, you know, um, she introduced herself and we got chatting and we had a couple of weeks of chatting. And I just had this really strong feeling that it was going to be fine. It was a very, it was really hard to explain, but I just, the minute I, heard from her I thought this is this is fine this is this is gonna be it and uh, oh my goodness I know and and we are we have quite a lot in common actually and we got we had a chat on the phone we just kind of spent a lot of time just sounding each other out and um she said look I'd really like to donate Uh, you know I'd like to be your egg donor so um that was uh you know that was that and we then had the I suppose the more complicated issue which was that she was in Australia and we were in New Zealand but her husband's Kiwi so she had connections with here so there's probably many ways we could have done it we could have brought her over to us but we just decided that it would be easier for her if we went there Um, she lives um, a short plain ride away from Sydney so it's completely altruistic egg donation in Australia and we um, booked a hotel we sorted out um, a fertility clinic we had our online counselling and we did all the blood tests here I connected with a clinic in Auckland who were fantastic we got the green light to go we organized a courier it's amazing what they can do a courier company called dangerous goods international which always makes me smile because I think they had my six embryos um brought (laughs) in a canister of dry ice from Australia to Auckland so we went over we um spent a lovely weekend with Anna our donor she was fantastic got on very well went out and you know had uh, drank together and it it was lovely and then on the Monday we went to the clinic and she I was with her in the surgery while she um, had her procedure and um, she was so brave because I've had um, egg retrieval before in IVF and it's not for the faint heart. <laughs> and she did it with no anaesthetic. Had she been an egg donor before? 
once and it hadn't worked but so she knew what to expect um but she was um you know 10 years younger than me um very fertile she had lots of eggs um and I think we made how many embryos did we make I think we had 11 eggs and made six embryos really good quality embryos and so they were made in the clinic in Sydney um, and then they were flown back to Auckland and then I went to the clinic in Auckland and I think we we decided we would not fly them all over just in case the plane crashed fair enough I mean yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. So we chose number one two and five I think um, put in the the most um the the, the best quality yeah. embryo um they popped it back in and I got pregnant the first time which was very amazing after being through IVF myself and being pretty rubbish at it um blown away really with how easy it was I just rang her and and she you know I I think I hear this a lot from donors she was quite worried that it wouldn't work you know I think that I think it's such an emotional journey for everybody she was so desperately wanting it to work and I think she felt like um a real responsibility which yeah you you can understand you know she's yeah she was so hoping that she would get you know make good embryos and 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 she was phenomenal um and I will never ever be able to thank her enough what a gift to give someone else and and the thing is you know I see a lot of her loveliness in him which are you yeah I do really yeah I do she's she's a very funny um beautiful it's you know just great personality there's just so many really positive things about her and and I I see I see this in him that is cool yeah wow yeah wow and that you found each other you know just the way that that worked out she might have been looking for your ad and you were looking for her and it just kind of came together yeah in such a neat way yeah oh my goodness what a story I love listening Uh. to this honestly it's the best so I mean do you then have given your different experiences how have they I suppose changed your outlook on conception what's possible or you know if someone's struggling to conceive what would you say to them oh well I suppose um you know I've gone from thinking I wouldn't be able to have any children to getting you know to fulfilling all my hopes and dreams really um and I think for people who are considering for example egg donation I suppose what I didn't realize is you know by the time you get to that point you've been through a lot to get to that point um but um I think I said to you uh, when we met the first time um one of the questions that they seemed a little bit 
fixated on, I thought, when um, I had the egg donation counselling, they kept saying to me, how do you think you will feel about a baby that is conceived through egg donation when you have two biological, you know, own eggs children? And I remember thinking, um, fine. I, you know, I, I couldn't really kind of, I suppose I can see why they have to ask it, but I just found I was a bit kind of perplexed with the question really I I was kind of like look I think it's going to be fine you know and I can honestly say we it makes no difference it is a baby you know they're all mine they're all mine it's just you know the love you feel for them is just it's just enormous you know we we forget we forget that in lots of ways you know like my mother will say oh look he's got your um that, that bit of hair that sticks out at the back of your head. And I say, well, he hasn't, Mum, has he? <laughs> and she just goes, oh, no, 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 he hasn't. But, you know, he's, yeah, he's just, and actually out of all of them, he's got my eye colour, yeah, and he's he's very, very connected to me. He's very, he's, he's very much mummy's, not really daddy's. <laughs> um, but that might change, I suppose, but... Um, yeah, and I, I even um, contacted that counsellor afterwards because I said to her, I'll, how about I let you know? And she said, okay. And I and I emailed her and said, look, you know, you have a baby. doesn't matter how they come about. It's phenomenal. Right. They're yours. Yeah. They're yours and you love pieces. Yeah. Yeah, your story fills us, I suppose, with hope for those who have been struggling, but also for those who are just thinking about conceiving and Sometimes if we're just thinking about it, we haven't tried, we don't know what the journey is going to be like. But you know what what I find from your story, even for those who might be thinking about conception, is like, look, I have options. It doesn't have to work the way that I think it should. And it's okay if it's longer and um, I'll just go through the journey. And and I suppose even hearing you on the other side of your journey, yes, there were some dark days and you shared very honestly about those. But look at you now, you know, and you can – and that's why these conversations are so valuable. So again, Nick, I just want to say thank you for your time and for sharing. Um, I really appreciate it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hannah. <laughs> I love Nikki's story so much. And you can see on the egg health front how fertility can be affected by the quality of each woman's eggs. In Nikki's case, age was a major factor. And she overcame that by having an egg donor. But did you know that the quality of your eggs is also determined three months in advance? Your lifestyle, environment and nutrition in the three months before a single egg is released determines the wholeness of the egg, the stability of its DNA and ultimately the well-being of your bubba-to-be. Which is why getting your diet sorted is so important and is a major reason I love what I do, getting to help future generations. If you want to do a WAF on your current eating patterns, let me suggest you download my free checklist from ognutrition.co.nz. Who doesn't love a good checklist to clarify any confusion about your egg health and get you feeling confident you're doing the best for you and baby?